welcome to this week's Priority Now podcast, encouraging women to become better disciples of Jesus. Every week we hear from women just like us that are being intentional to know Jesus more and to make him known. Here's your host, Carmen Halsey. Hi, ladies, and welcome to this week's Priority Now podcast. I hope your week is going well. Today, I have another one of our Illinois Baptist women with us to to introduce her to you, Miss Janet Butler. Good morning, Janet. Good morning, Carmen. I am glad you're with us. Ladies, some of you have had the opportunity to meet Janet. She taught a breakout for us at Priority just this past year. And that's why I invited her in, because I want to go a little bit deeper with that topic that, that she shared with us at Priority. But Janet, before we go there, take an opportunity to tell the ladies a little bit about who you are, because I'm watching from the sidelines as... God's just letting me get to know you and build a friendship, but I'm also watching as he's doing some different things in your life. Okay, good morning. Thank you, Carmen. Uh, As she mentioned, this is Janet Butler, and I actually am a married with husband of 30 years. We'll be celebrating 30 years next week, and I'm a member of the Alpha Baptist Church, and there I'm serving as the director of the Christian Education Ministry. And this is a new role that I just took on. And when they, I was asked to take on that role, I was a little nervous, like, oh, what am I going to do? But I put it in God's hand and he has directed me and put resources such as Carmen in my path to help me to get through that. So with that, I'm a devout Christian. I am a, I'm not a mother. I'm an aunt who feels like a mother, <laughs> <laughs> a, a niece and sister and a daughter. My parents, they passed the last two years, so I had the blessing, I would say, of working with them and just transitioning them to their in life. So it was a a heartbreaking moment because they went into dementia, but I got through that and it was just a a blessed time that I had to spend with them. So that's kind of me in a nutshell. You mentioned that you're a member of Alpha, just taking a new position. Tell them a little bit about your pastor because he is really a visionary and empower. I mean, he definitely creates a leadership pipeline in the church. Yes, that he does. He is trying to keep up with him and he has great us <laughs> and I had the opportunity to sit down with him and talk about some of those ideas and, and then how, what do we need to put those in place so he's the one that comes up with the great ideas and I feel like, like I'm the implementer to make those happen so he's great with in terms of encouraging the youth encouraging our ladies to you know get out there and do what they need to do to help support our men of alpha and that's our goal this year is focusing on in, in, encouraging and praying for our men and that's a blessing that we have to work with him on making that happen. That's good. Now, here's something else, because I kind of want to get all these puzzle pieces on the table to, you know, make our discussion as rich as possible. You have a very, you, you said I'm a devout Christian. You definitely believe in discipleship and being a disciple first who makes disciples. So you have your feet solidly planted. You're leading and serving in the church, but you're also being discipled. But you also equally have had a foot in that marketplace, in that business world, leading and influencing also. And that's going to lead us to a little bit of this transition of where you're at in life. But tell us a little bit about your career, um, you know, for just lack of a better words, also, Janet. Okay. Actually, I have been with the company, and I won't name the name, for 33 years. And a lot of people will look at me like, 33 years? I'm like, yeah, I started when I was fresh out of high school, which I did not. I was in my mid-20s, and I had only planned to stay for five years, but the company was great in that it gave me those opportunities for learning and learning things new that I stayed. 
And with that, I've met so many wonderful people that have enriched my life. And then the flip side, I've helped enrich them. And what I'm noticing now, as I mentioned, I've been there 33 years, people that are just getting into the marketplace at this company are looking at me like, okay, maybe she has something that I might want to know about. What is it that makes you tick? What What is it that makes you stay? So I'm just blessed to be able to share that information with them. And that's an opportunity for me to witness to them indirectly. I know yeah. in the marketplace, we have to be conscientious of that. But just my walk is a, a, a testimony in and of itself. Yeah, I know that's one of the play, one of the areas that you and I just instantly connected on because you recognized that you had leadership skills and influence in that marketplace. So you knew it, but it's almost like God opened your eyes to it fresh that that you were like, man, I want to leverage this every opportunity I get. So that's good. Let's go ahead then and segue in. Um, Janet, you led a, a breakout for us on halftime, you know, living living our life with um, significance versus success and at priority. And that's what I want to unpack. And, and it was built a little bit on the book of Bob Buford called Halftime and then Beyond Halftime. And so I want you to we're going to talk a little bit about your personal life, but but I really want to invite the ladies, the Carmen's out there. We say all the time we're just ordinary women serving this extraordinary God. And but it helps us to hear other people model what certain things look like in their life because we can learn from their stories and glean from their stories. Give us the big picture idea of halftime. What do we mean by halftime? Glad you asked. When I initially took on the opportunity to do this, I'm like, okay, great. And I looked at the book and I'm thinking one-minded that, okay, this is me and myself looking to what am I going to do once I retire? But as I got into the book, I saw that it was much more than that. It's about the point in your life in which there's a shift, if you will, where you're seeing that, okay, I've lived the last half of my life or the last half, half of the segment doing things, but what can I do in this next half that is providing significance. And to that, it could be not necessarily retiring, but it's a person that has reached a milestone age, such as turning 35 or turning 50. As I think you've mentioned, just the pandemic, a lot of you, I don't know about you, when they told me everything's going to stop, you had a lot of time to think. And at that point, you're like, okay, looking back on your life, you know, what more can I bring to my life that is of meaning? And so that's just looking at the pauses that you have or the shifts that you have an opportunity to look back on what you've done and then going forward, what can I do now to be of more significance to to God? What is he asking me to do at this point? That's kind of it. And the book was huge. And I ended up taking it into focusing on three areas. And I don't know if I can share that now. Yeah, please. Looking at how do you know that you're in that halftime mode? And then the second point was what measurements do you consider significant? And then the last piece was taking a look at how do I identify, how can I reinvent myself for this next half of my segment. So that's really good. That's really good. Just to add to what what you you've already alluded to, you know, Bob Buford, he you know, ladies, think of halftime like in a game, right? You're playing a ball game. There's a time you played the first half, now you go back into the locker room and you pause to say what do we need to do differently now to win? You know, um, this this might have worked for our offense or our defense or whatever before, but what do we need to tweak? And what he's saying is there's, and this is what you've heard Janet saying, there's those times that we have to pause and we have to take a look at our lives and say, where is it that we're trying to go? What are we trying to accomplish? And it's really a secular book. He's a believer, but it's written to a secular world. 
So as a believer, we know the Holy Spirit is guiding, but this is evangelistic in nature, too, because everybody gets there. Everybody's having this moment, whether they can label it, recognize it, you know, call it something. They're they're all experiencing it where we want to have purpose. We want to have significance in our lives. So that's like Jana said, it's that time to say, OK, we're going to take a pause now and we're going to go in and we're just going to take a look. And, and it's built on the concept that we live the first half of our lives getting our foundation under us. You know, who am I going to be? What am I going to do? What am I gonna, who am I going to marry? I'm focusing on raising my kids or making certain money or getting my career started with my education or whatever. And then then it then it kind of goes the second half. Now it's like, OK, I've got a foundation. What do I want to do with all this that counts? That's going to that's going to outlast me. Janet, would you add anything to that? No, you hit the nail on the head, as they say. Uh, and definitely I, just in terms of I did use the football analogy and everyone can relate to that. And just thinking about the players that are out there, they're you know making their touchdowns and they're getting those what they call touchbacks, not touchbacks, when they're having the turnovers, when the ball goes back to the team. And that's our life in the first half. We're making those touchdowns, and then in some cases, things go backwards. But then, as you mentioned, you're going to take that pause to say, okay, how can I make this better, or what do I need to do to be even more impactful? And that, as I sat down when I read the book, looking on my life, okay, I've done everything in my career in terms of making those achievements, getting my college education, and now I'm like, OK, this is I'm about to retire. What more can I do? And it's, it's Carmen, it's something about when I asked that question, the Lord just started just letting me know what it is he needs me to do. And it, it, anything, everything from working with a mentor program at our local school that I'm working with, that's been something that I would have never thought to do unless I had stepped back to say, OK, how can I contribute more sure. now? Sure. One of the things that's intriguing is when I reread the book, you know, because I knew you were going to do this breakout and I reread it and it hit me fresh in my own season of life. And instantly I shared out with probably a half a dozen people. I found myself referencing the book, referencing the book, because I recognized they were in a halftime, whether they recognized they were or not. So the book sort of leads to like we all get there once or maybe twice. And I think myself personally, I've recognized that, no, I think you can get there many, many times. It's not a once and done. So I think it's going to be really important what you're you're getting ready to tell us. How do we know that we're in a halftime? And here's the other thing, Janet, that's really caught my attention coming out of the pandemic. You know, when, when you look, you usually are in the halftime because you've lived a portion of your life. You have a foundation under you. But coming out of the pandemic, when I've listened to several podcasts, People are saying that that individuals have come into contact with their own mortality, sometimes for the first time, Mm -hmm. especially a lot of our younger adults. They've lost people or they've lost many people. Sometimes they have to live a little bit of life before they've lost that first person close to them that, you know, that shakes their mortality. That's significant to put somebody into into a halftime. The thing is, they're almost responding. They don't have this terminology, but they're almost responding in a halftime posture. And I think that's why we're seeing this great exodus from the workplace. Yes. But what's grabbing my attention is I'm not sure they have their foundation under them yet to stand on for the halftime. That's why I think it's important what you said. How do we know when we're in a in a halftime? Okay, and that that is a huge question to to ask, and it's it's you know when you know <laughs> because mm-hmm. it's a, it's when you're at, at the point where you're like okay what more can I do and what 
I'm looking for more in, in life. And as you mentioned, it's not a one and done as, as again, I'm thinking through this book. I've been at halftime points throughout. You know, it could be the uh, death of a spouse or uh, illness. I did share with the group that I was diagnosed with MS back in 06. And at that point, that was a halftime point, and that was years ago. But now the Lord is, now I'm looking to do retirement. So that's another halftime point. So it's just maybe, I don't want to say significant, but things that are occurring in your life where it's causing you to rethink about, or not rethink, but just think about, okay, there's something missing here. How can I fill in the blanks here? Or it's hard to describe unless you have to look at your individual situation. But if you're sitting there and you're looking back at your life and you're like, okay, what more can I get out of this? Or what more do I need to contribute? And it's, you have to talk it through. And I did encourage people to do journaling. I'm a person that journals. And if you just look back over your journaling passages and kind of read through what you're saying in, as you're journaling out, and it, no one can tell you when you, the switch is off and on. It, it's an individual situation. So it, it, I don't want to give you the list, a checklist of things that have to happen before you know you're in halftime, but it's individual. Each person has to look at it on their own on their own basis. That's good. I, I even find myself that, you know, I'm real big on tools and toolboxes that every once in a while we pause and pull out an assessment just to mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, kind of like the maps at the mall, you are here at a park, you are here, you know, okay. It, yeah. I know where I might be trying to go, but it's important to know where I'm at to see if I'm going to get there. I'm almost beginning to look at some of this halftime mentality as that, that periodically I need to pull it out to say, okay, am I still on path to where, unless God changes it, right? Am I still on path to where I believe he's taken me to? Do I need to make some significant changes and learning all the time that it's more the good stuff that he's asking me to lay to the side, but it's easier, Janet, for me to lay it to the side now as as my eyes are more focused, you know, does does that make sense? I It's like, yeah, take it, because I've experienced a little bit of life now that it's like, I don't want to miss what he's putting, no matter how hard it is, I don't want to miss what he's going to put in my hands, because the joy that comes with that. Yeah, it's, yes. When you're at the point in which you're able to accept that, like you said, if God's asking you to put something to the side, and you're like in your career, like say you're at the top of your career and he's asking you to put that aside, more than likely you're going to be like, no, I still have more, you know, mission or commissions to make or money to make. But yeah. if you look back on the, your life and like you, money is a good thing. But as you're getting more money and continuing to grow, next thing you look back and you're far, far away from what God wants you to be doing. And yeah. Yeah. And in the book, Bob Buford talks about like low cost probes and, you Mm -hmm. know, in other words, okay, you want to make significance. And he talks about having like simultaneous careers. You might be doing two to three to four things, you know, at one time or so it's not like I might have done this one thing forever. And I think more and more, especially as women, we start to realize how God just sort of reinvents things, right? He reinvents things right underneath our nose. You may not just like you said, you were 33 years 33 years, Janet, with your organization. When you said that, I'm like, okay, you've been with the organization longer than you've been with your spouse. (laughs) You're getting ready to celebrate 30 years. But there's not a doubt in my mind, it's not the same organization. You're not the same, Janet, and your role's not the same as when you were there. So often God lets us reinvent ourselves, even like what your pastor's doing with your leadership in your local church, you know, there there at Alpha. 
So, Janet, go ahead. Go ahead and talk a little bit about the three areas that you said you broke it down into. How to know I'm there, some of the measurements, and I forget the third one. But go ahead and walk us through those three areas that you referenced. Yeah, so just how do you know that you're at halftime? And as I have shared in the beginning, it's not a checklist idea, meaning you, it's an individual situation. So I can't tell you that if these things happen, then you know that you're in halftime. Half but I think each person, as you're pondering about your life and looking back, you'll have that distinct feeling that, okay, you know, hey, this is an opportunity for me to look back and see what I can do going forward. So it, I can't give you a checklist, as I mentioned, but you you know when you know. And, and that's why I encourage people to read the book. Just read the different scenarios and stories that are in the book and talk to people and see what they're doing. And just be have your ears open because something that's said or, or done by someone else might trigger something for you. And I think you mentioned maybe, uh, well, as I mentioned with COVID, I think a lot of people had a lot of downtime, if you will, where they were able to listen to their silence and listen to themselves telling them that, you know, hey, your life has much more meaning than what you've done or you can do much more going forward. So, again, you know when you know is the best way I can describe that. Mm -hmm. And that second point was what does the measurement of significance look like? And the book talks about how we look at the worldly view of success. Success meaning your accomplishments, money that you achieve. Those are all good thing, worldly things. But what are successful definitions that are related to halftime? It might be, it's not necessarily numbers, but it might be a situation of how many, if you're doing a volunteer event, uh, for example, and I mentioned working with the children at the school, it might be the number of kids that I've reached this, and I don't want to say numbers, but the that of the fact that I was able to mentor a child this school season, uh, that would be a measurement. And then just reinventing yourself, asking yourself, what is it that I can do that is not depleting my time? So it says, what gives you energy as opposed to depleting your time? So when you're doing something that makes you feel energetic versus doing something that's draining you of your energy, that's an opportunity to reinvent yourself, looking at what it is that you're doing and what can you do that can give you some more energy or that will just encourage you. Sure, sure. That's good. And it is. It becomes those measurements that it's like, how do I leave behind everything? I mean, it's not going to be everything, but how do I leave behind everything that God has allowed me to my education, my my experiences, my, you know, investing it into somebody, into somebody else and resources. Right. But by leaving them behind, I'm really putting them forward because it's it's contributing to the kingdom, right? you know, to 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 what's going to matter. That's good. Janet, this is a good time for me to give a commercial. I do this every week. This is the community. We learn from each other. You know, we share and then we're all stronger together. So, ladies, if you're listening and you've not yet connected with us, get connected. You can follow us on Facebook at Illinois Baptist Women. Find us on Instagram at, at Illinois Baptist Women or come to our website to check out resources at IBSA.org backslash women. We want you to be connected and part of the community. Janet is an example of one of these women influencers that, you know, I just got to know her through the community. And as I get got to hear her story and hear what God was doing in her life, just invited her in. And now I'm stronger because of, of her. So I'm going to share Janet's contact information in the episode notes. She's gave us permission to do that. If you find yourself wanting to have conversation with her, Janet has also agreed 
agreed to lead some of our leadership cohorts. So we're hoping that in the fall that she'll be facilitating some of those cohorts that you may find yourself wanting to be part of. So make sure you're connected with what we're doing because we're here to help you. That's part of the halftime, right, Janet? How are we pouring back into to other women? Yes. Janet, so as we close, what would you say to the woman that's, that has been listening to you that's like, I know God's doing something, regard, but, but maybe, maybe I'm young or maybe I think I'm old or, you know, maybe it's a season change or, or this is starting to make sense to them because maybe they've had the significant life event that's kicked <laughs> them into a halftime. What would you say to that individual as a potential next step based on what they're hearing if they want to pursue this a little more? I would say definitely reach out to your resources that resources, meaning the book is is a good resource to read. Uh, As you have shared, the ladies, the connection here, you can reach out to myself or other ladies that are going through similar situation. I have what I call my circles of wisdom, people that I go to just to, you know, bounce something off because they're they've either experienced it or they know about it. And I trust their judgment. But I would just talk to them and just hear what they have to say or just get their feedback and then from there make out my plan of my next steps, what I want to do. Mm, I like that. I wrote myself a note. Circles of wisdom. That's really that's good. That's good. All right. Well, Janet, thank you for sharing your time. Thanks for teaching for us at Priority and for being willing to, as one of your next steps, as one of your halftime, coming out of halftime, being willing to facilitate some of these formal cohorts for us to pour into these ladies across our state what God's already poured into you. So I'm grateful for you. My pleasure. And ladies, again, we'll have our contact information in the episode notes. So feel free to reach out to Janet if you want to continue continue that conver- conversation. So so this is where it's always hard, Janet, because I could just talk and talk, you know, because I so enjoy this. And I am really passionate right now. I think it's because I'm in one of those halftime seasons. Truthfully, I think I'm coming out of that room. And for me, I may rewrite a chapter of the book just for myself because I'm almost more like the game. I'm almost wanting to go into halftime at play a quarter, go back into the room, play a quarter, go back into the room. Because mm-hmm. I think with the pace of change that we're seeing in our culture, I, I think it's going to be that significant that we're stopping reevaluating our lives and how we're playing the game. I, I agree. You, you, you almost have to. Yes. Yeah, that's good. All right, ladies. Well, we want to thank you so much for joining us today. I want to um, just hope that you have a great rest of your Friday. Have a very blessed Sabbath. And I'll see you again here next week on the Priority Now podcast. You've been listening to the Priority Now podcast with host Carmen Halsey. Resources mentioned today are listed in the episode notes in the podcast app. Stay connected with us through social media and our website ibsa.org slash women.